1: our next guest did just that. Many of you know Al Stafford as the former public address announcer for the Edmonton CFL team as well as the PA announcer for the Oilers. Well, over the past couple of months, he became more than just uh, that, becoming the public address announcer for all the teams in the Western Hub, the conference finals and now soon-to-be Stanley Cup playoffs, with a look behind the scenes of what's been going on inside Rogers, in the Hub. Tell us about how many games he's uh, been involved with al stafford joins us this afternoon hello friend hi jay long time long time no chat yeah you still have a voice <laughs> this is good
0: <laughs> yeah uh, actually i do yeah so
1: i was i was worried about you so give me an idea i mean how many games have you been involved with now since uh since taking on this role
0: uh, tonight will be my 63rd, uh, according to my notes. Uh, but we're 63rd. getting near the end of it now, and. Um Mark Lewis, who uh, was a former uh, public address yeah. announcer for the Edmonton Oilers, he did a few as well, too, because in the beginning, you'll recall, there were uh, days when we had three games a day scheduled, and yeah. uh, the NHL thought that might be just a little <laughs> too much work for me. So um, <laughs> we, we brought in a second announcer just to kind of spell me off or whatever. But um, for the past, I don't know, three weeks or so, uh, close to a month, it's just been me in the building.
1: Now, if if I remember correctly, and from what I've read, what a full season for a PA announcer is what 61 games. <laughs> uh,
0: that's the absolute maximum. Um, yeah. Four four preseason, 41 regular season, and then if your team happens to have home ice advantage for all four rounds of the playoffs, and your team goes uh, the distance and plays seven games in each series. Uh, then that would be another 16 playoff game. So, yeah, if you add that all up, that comes out to 61.
1: <laughs> so, Al, what has this all been like for you? What has this experience um, shown you, uh, you know, to be a part of something like this?
0: Uh, it's been surreal. It's been wonderful. And, you know, at times it's been a little bit overwhelming. Um, and I've been asked that question a lot. But I I find um, I haven't really been able to absorb all of it or been given the opportunity to reflect on it too much because you wake up in the morning uh, you have a bite beat, eat do a couple things around the house and then i'm off to the rink uh yesterday mm-hmm. actually was an off day and it's been a rare one actually for me i think i've only had six or seven uh, since uh, this all started back in late july
1: i've been wondering so you are going home at the end of the day or are you in the hub
0: Nope. Um, I'm allowed to go home every day. Um, Some of the contract workers uh, are as well. Um, But the protocols are quite rigid for us. Uh, The deal is uh, when we come in, uh, the first thing they do is they take our temperature and they ask us if we've gotten any symptoms that day or if we've been exposed to anybody who had COVID. Uh, And then from there, we go into the building and then we have to go to the testing area as well. Um, And then they either do a nasal or a throat swab. And they have tested me daily uh, since I started working there as well. Um, And the last time I saw, the NHL had uh, issued a release saying uh, they had no positive tests uh, inside the the Edmonton bubble at all. And they didn't have any in Toronto either. So um, the bubble system appears to be working.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What is it like inside roger's place during a game when you're way up there and you're looking down at the two teams i mean um you know we only get to see it on tv but what's that like you're used to being in 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 that place with you know jam-packed to the rafters
0: well uh i'll be honest with you um it has become something that i've become accustomed to uh, (laughs) in terms of um what we're doing and what we're delivering and and what everything sounds like and i guess i've kind of gotten used to it after a while but uh i do miss the energy uh, of uh an arena full of fans i'm sure the players yeah. will tell you the very same thing uh coaches and officials as well uh, in the beginning uh when they were doing crowd noise they were only putting that on the television broadcast we actually couldn't hear the crowd noise in the building oh. and um that was uh, a little unnerving at first Uh, But also a lot of fun, too, because we could hear everything that was being said on the ice from officials (laughs) and players and stuff like that. And uh, some of the language is a little bit colorful, so that's always (laughs) been entertaining. Uh, And then partway through um, the initial qualifying round of the playoffs, they started to pump sound into the building as well. And it makes it feel more normal uh, to actually hear that crowd noise also. It it adds that um, additional kind of level, I guess, of noise that you would normally um, had during a hockey game. But having said all of that, uh, I miss the fans, uh, and I'm sure the fans miss uh, being in the building and being able to cheer the goals and the hits and all that stuff.
1: Absolutely. Al, you quit a, a new job to do this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, as
0: a matter of fact, and I'm glad you brought that up because I'm looking for work. So if there's anybody out <laughs> <up> there that's, <laughs> uh, that's looking for somebody, uh, I'm available to start right away or just about right away. Um, yeah, I started the uh, job with a storage company uh, in June. And uh, at the time, uh, we didn't even have the discussion about NHL hockey, but I said, um you know i don't know when hockey's coming back uh, i'm not even sure that they're going to be able to get the playoffs off the ground and this was even before edmonton had been shortlisted as one of the, the possibles mm-hmm. for a hub city um but all the way along the process I, I i was never entirely convinced that edmonton would get selected for one reason or another uh, and then at the last minute it was edmonton and toronto and um uh, the Oilers organization contacted me and said, uh, we need you. Um, how much time can you give us? And I said, well, I'll make sure I can give you as many games as possible. Um, and went to my bosses with uh, the company that I was working for. And I said, look, this is a really unique opportunity. I like what I'm doing here, mm-hmm. but I've I've got to take this on. I I would kick myself if I didn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a lifer, right? This is a a a once-in-a-lifetime experience for you. Um, When you... Okay, so we're moving into the... You've got the... There's a game coming up uh, tonight, possibly Saturday as well, and then into the Stanley Cup finals. Um, You know, when you wrap your head around this experience, and maybe it's not fair to ask you this right now, but how do you think you're going to remember all of this?
0: Um, well, I decided to take a notebook with me, actually, so that I could ah. jot down little things uh, here and there. And I don't often do journaling or that kind of thing, but I knew that there was going to be so much activity I wasn't going to be able to, um, uh, to piece it all together. So this is going to help me, and I'll be able to kind of look over those notes afterwards and stuff and reflect on some of those things. Um, but I think overall, uh, I'm going to remember this as just being a terrific experience. Uh, in addition to working with a lot of the the normal crew people that I get to work with when I do Oiler games, um, there have been some people brought in from the National Hockey League as well, and I've gotten the opportunity to get to know them a little bit and work with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, They have really done a terrific job, I think, of making a made-for-TV event, Uh, and they've been a lot of fun to work for and to work with uh, and that kind of thing. And so I'll I'll treasure those new relationships that have been forged uh, through this as well.
1: Those notes that you you've been taking, do you plan to do anything with them? You know, outside of you know refreshing your memory, maybe doing some blogging, putting something together, you know, uh, 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 a little book or something like that.
0: Well, somebody would have to convince me that there's actually a market for that kind of thing. Uh, I said to um, Terry Jones when he interviewed me from the Sun a few days ago, um, I kind of treat the role of a Public address announcer as being like a good official in sports or uh, a good offensive lineman in football or something like that. If people are talking about me, uh, it's typically because I've made a mistake. and, And if people are not talking about me, it's because they haven't really noticed that I've done the job well. And I, I kind of prefer to keep it that way.
1: But we've been hearing, <laughs> but we've been hearing your name, right? We've been hearing that more and more as they kind of throw up to you. They throw to you every once in a while, and so we've been hearing your name. So that's been really cool.
0: Uh, yeah, it has actually. Uh, probably cooler for my family and my friends, and for me. I don't watch <laughs> the broadcast afterwards, so I was really unaware of that until just recently.
1: You don't, and that was. I was going to ask you. Don't watch any of the broadcasts afterwards. You don't go back and say, oh, I just want to see what this looked like or sounded mm-hmm. like.
0: No, um, I watched some of the games from the Eastern bubble because I wanted to hear what Mike Ross uh, was doing from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. Uh, he was um, one of the announcers that did the PA there, and then Simon Bennett was the other one who was the Toronto Marlies uh, public address announcer, and I wanted to hear what their delivery was and what their game presentation was to make sure that uh, I was kind of matching their level in terms of enthusiasm and, and those kinds of things. And um, But beyond that, I haven't really watched any of the games from the West because most of the time, I get home at the end of the day, and after doing two games or whatever, that kind of thing, I'm tired. <laughs> I'd rather done. do
1: something yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> Al, uh, you mentioned a couple of the other uh, announcers from around the league. Have you have you had any more conversations with them? I, I, I'm guessing that they would absolutely be l- loving to be in your role right now, f- finishing this up, going right to the end. I'm I'm certainly
0: all would. I really feel for them because I know um, – if the Oilers had carried on this far and were competing in a bubble outside of Edmonton, I would feel uh, envious as well that somebody else got that opportunity. Um, Obviously, it's not practical. But having said all of that, um, a lot of the uh, announcers from a lot of the teams around the NHL actually have provided some game elements that we've been using uh, Mm -hmm. along the way. Um, Vegas and Dallas, for example, Um, They even start the goal announcements when those teams are home teams, and then I pick it up after their public address announcer um, trails off. Um, Introductions to the teams, just taking the ice uh, at the start of the game or between periods, that kind of thing. We've been using uh, anthem singers uh, from uh, all of those teams as well, and I'm sure uh, people have seen that as part of the broadcast, too. So the NHL has tried to incorporate all of those folks also. So... They're a part of it. They're just not in the building. And then I just get to, to mop up and do the other stuff that they can't do.
1: <laughs> well, Al, you know, it's 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 amazing considering how long we talked about this, you know, how what it was going to look like, and then all of a sudden it happened. Unfortunately, the Oilers out quickly. But, um, you know, after all that talk of what this could look like, how it was going to unfold, here we are, and we're coming up to the end of it. I mean, I, I just... Uh, it seems hard to believe that there was even a time that we were wondering if this was possible to do, because the NHL has proved that it's possible to do and do it well.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm delighted to see that. It looked like a pretty good plan going in, but you know, with this with COVID 19, there are so many variables, and you've seen it. I mean, you cover the news yeah. every day. You know what's going yeah. on out there. I mean, it, it's entirely possible that this thing could have gone sideways. Fortunately, it hasn't, which is terrific. Um, And, you know, I said to you earlier, in in some ways, this has kind of been a surreal experience. And it really hit home for me um, the other night when Dallas actually eliminated Vegas. And for the first Mm. time, we had a trophy presentation uh, (laughs) as part of uh, the events at Rogers Place when we handed out the Clarence Campbell Bowl to the Western Conference champions. So all of a sudden, you've got a big piece of hardware on the ice. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we've got. You know, the Stanley Cup's in the building now, and they're going to be presenting <laughs> that in a week or two and that kind of thing. And, and then this whole thing's going to be wrapped up. So that kind of yeah. uh, um, put the finishing touches on it for me to, to bring it home just how real it has been.
1: Yeah. And I, I guess you, you said you're, you're looking for a job to, to pick up on the other side of this, but uh, I'm, I'm guessing that you might take a, a couple of days' downtime. You've been crazy busy over the past couple of months. Um.
0: Yeah, I, I probably will, but, uh, you know, not too much time, right? I've, uh, I've got to get back to it, right? You know, we've all got bills to pay. So.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Al Stafford joining me this afternoon. Great to talk with you, Al. Thanks for this uh, insight. I've really enjoyed the, the conversation. I appreciate the invitation. Thanks, Jay. Take care. Yeah, you betcha. Al Stafford joining us this afternoon. He is the public address announcer for all the games in the Edmonton bubble. But yeah, he was saying, so again, a a full season for a PA announcer, uh, you know, with a team, for example, the Edmonton Oilers, Oilers. if it went right through, you know, 61 games, there would be four preseason games, 41 regular season games, 16 playoff games. If your team has home ice through each round and each series goes seven games, um, what did he say he's at uh number 63 so far in just a just a couple of months but pretty cool um you know i i, I am as i said I, I am impressed that they've managed to pull this off the way that it has han- the way that it's been uh, handled the, uh, the the presentation on air as well the only disappointing thing yeah the oilers didn't get that far